I bet the song gets on your nerves. 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 Come on. Where are you? <laughs> I bet the song gets on your nerves. It's embarrassing now. Hello. Hello. Hello, Simon. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. I had a cinnamon and raisin bagel for breakfast. Was that homemade? Of course. Wow. What kind of a monster do you think I am? Do you do the bagels, um, do you boil them? It's the only way to make a bagel. I know. Otherwise it's just a strange kind of round bread roll. Bread roll with a hole in it. Yeah. Are you happy with the outcome? I've been making a lot of bagels recently. I feel like I'm at semi-pro level wow yeah wow. i'm very happy we um we could go into business together what are you selling well i <laughs> this week uh, on monday morning when gloria and lil's <laughs> this is the continuing saga of when it's closed oh it's closed on a monday yeah Awkward. and so i um i sort of stopped outside the door and they're in there you know doing prep for the week and um mm. i said to, i pointed at this thing i was holding and i pointed at them and they said come in and so we're having a chatter i said like i've made you something and i said it's a little bold and i'd made them some bread ah. and they um cut into it and they said can you make 40 a week <laughs> <laughs> and i did the maths that it would be it it would end up i would be baking bread for eight hours a day just to make eight loaves a day <laughs> yeah this is this is where a commercial oven would kick in usefully wouldn't it? But i'm not sure you could uh, would you get your deposit back on your flat if you installed a commercial oven well i've got a garage i could stick it in the garage no one would ever know i'm sure <laughs> don't know oh, wow. where the steam would go out but um This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. We should probably address the elephant in the room, shouldn't we? We should. How do you feel about it, this elephant? Okay, so... Dear listeners, we are recording this on the Saturday, the tenth of um, September, and two days, two days after the death of Queen Elizabeth II, which brings to the end the Second Elizabethan era, and the longest ever reign by a monarch the in the UK, in the United Kingdom, right? After yeah, after Victoria, right. before. Uh, as in, what do you mean? After sorry, Victoria? before. Victoria. Yeah, sorry, Victoria. Yeah, yeah. She, long, she, she outstrips Victoria. Like four years, was it? Years Six ago. years? It was years. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, a couple of years ago, yeah. she, she, she pipped her at the post. Yeah, she sure did. And then so Liz, Liz Truss tipped her over, didn't she? 48 hours after the installation of Liz Truss, <laughs> installation. who was the presumptive. <laughs> I like to think of all of the prime ministers of this country as just... A performance project. Yes, it's so a long, true. Long form oh, and performance where, where project. Where everyone comes in and goes, oh, I could do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's totally shit. I could do that. What do you mean they've just left a big turd on the floor? That's not art. I could do that. Exactly. I do that every day. If you think about Boris Johnson as a piece by Andre Lepecky, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's much... Yeah. 
much clearer. Yeah, totally, um, totally. So, wow, why, why hadn't we? If we'd have thought of that sooner, I think we would have had a lot less grief in our lives. Yeah, no, they're just, just they're just performance artists. Yeah, it's just performance art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wildly successful performance artists. Yeah, yeah. So, forty-eight hours after the installation of the presumptive uh, replacement for Boris Johnson, who became the actual replacement for Boris Johnson. Her name is Queen Liz Truss, for those of you, for our international listeners. Born in 1975, which made me go, oh, I am now older than the Prime Minister. That's the first time that's happened to me. Oh, well, because Jacinda Ardern in, in New Zealand's about 20-nothing, yeah. so <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that horse bolted a long time ago for me. Yeah. yeah. And to, and to our Finnish listeners, we know that you've just got the coolest, youngest, grooviest Prime Minister yes, yes. on the planet. Yes, yes, but how dare she go out and have fun. Oh, it's so ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, it is ridiculous. It's like you can't win. Um, Theresa May got laughed at for not being able to dance and thinking that the most radical thing she'd ever done was running through a field of corn. She got scorned for that, didn't she? I know. And yet this woman in, in Finland is being scorned for having a good time. It's like, what, what do you want? What do you want from people? But have you, have you seen that footage of Boris Johnson dancing at his wedding? Have we talked about this? No. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. I'm going to put it in the show notes just for people, because if you haven't seen it, dear listeners, and this makes the cut, you should watch it because it is truly, it's truly shocking. It's truly (laughs) shocking because, I mean, I know we're joking about him being a performance installation, but I I mean, you know, I mean, I've got a little dancing under my belt, but really, it's very, very odd. It's the strangest, oddest. Anyway, I'm not going to try and describe it. Are you saying he's no Mads Mikkelsen? (laughs) He's no Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, I would vote for Mads Mikkelsen, definitely. I, he is a good-looking man. I think, I, I, yeah, I think I've got a little bit of a crush on Mads Mikkelsen. So is he tipping you towards a three? Oh, without a doubt. A Kinsey. Oh, I know. I okay, knew exactly okay. what you're talking about, yeah. No, I was just thinking he hadn't gone far enough. Oh. <laughs> 2.5, 2.3, I don't know. Um, I think you're going in the wrong direction. Oh, I am I? You want like a, uh, yeah, I think you want a four or a five or I, maybe a full-on six. Oh, is it one to six? Or... I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I can never remember. Thank you. Thank you for... Um... That's okay. I can't really remember either. Yeah, no, um, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, hot. Hot baby, hot. Super hot. Okay. Um, better looking than his older brother, who is a bit more stern. I, I didn't know he um, had an older brother. Also an actor. I want to say his brother's called... Yeah, I think he's called Lars. Mads, Lars. Yeah, I mean, what a shocker that he would have a a similarly Scandi name. I'm pretty sure it's Lars Mikkelsen. I might be wrong, but he's got an older brother who's also an actor. Um, So, yeah, so we're recording on the Saturday after the death of Queen Elizabeth II. And on the same day as the installation, that's the word I should be using, do I mean? Or coronation. Mm, Maybe it's the... No, the coronation no. is the big formal yeah, the, ceremony. A session, that later a on. session, isn't it? A session is that the word? Yeah, probably is of King Charles the Third, and that's that's the bit that's the weird thing for me to get my head around. The fact that it's King Charles the Third. Why? Because he's the third, or because he's now become king? No, because because the the word king doesn't sit. It feels medieval. It just it does, feels like a really. But also weird because of the name Charles as well. I think of you know. I'm sure that didn't didn't King Charles kill his two children or something? You know, like I don't know any of that history. But like it does make me feel like it, as, as you say, a little Charles, bit like from an. Charles the first got his Charles the first got his head cut off you. by Oliver Cromwell. There you go. Charles the second came to the throne, and that is the uh, the beginning of the Restoration period, where everything gets very long wig. It's a long time ago. Um, 
it is a long time ago, and we move from that very austere Puritan period to something much more foppish. And you get a, a form of theatre called restoration theatre. So there's lots of restoration comedies that are really bawdy. Really? Maybe that'll uh, maybe they'll come back in. Me and Bob almost met when we were seventeen because of William Witcherley's The Country Wife. Yeah, I don't. I know. We were, I know the words you're saying, but we were both studying the same play. And we both went to see the same show. At the same time. Which was on at the same time. And it was only on for one night. So we know we were in the same building at the same time. Because it was... You might have seen I, her. Yeah, probably. Well, it, it, the venue, the Duke's Theatre in Lancaster, is a very, very small venue. It's maybe, maybe 120 And were you seater. single at the time? <laughs> I was 17. Were you single at the time? Single. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, ooh, if I was in the first year of my A-levels, yes. Second year of my A-levels, no. So, no, I wasn't. You had a girlfriend in the second year of your A-levels. Girl, I had a girlfriend called Rachel. Ah, oh, hi, Rachel. Pretty sure she's not listening. <laughs> he was... Um, so, King Charles III, it is, it is very strange. And also because, you know, I mean, in this country, there aren't that many people alive when there was uh, someone else was the um, king or queen. When there was another Absolutely, sovereign. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think of my parents as like muinto value, and they will just kind of remember. They would have been about eight or nine. So they remember the coronation, but right. it's not like they remember being... Yeah. So they've got to change all the money now. They've got to change all the money in New Zealand, Australia. I mean, that's very odd. I do find that really, really odd. It's funny that um, uh, you say about almost meeting Bob because um, I assume I've told you about how Lil and I met before we met. No, I was uh, I was just a young dancer training uh, the dance school, and I got a job uh, life modelling and um, for some art classes uh, at the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology, their fine art course. And I was standing there in my um, I didn't. I wasn't fully nude because they didn't. They wanted a dancer, and they wanted it to be about the kind of um, the kind of shapes of dance, you might say. <laughs> and so I was wearing some very <laughs> skimpy, very skimpy tights. And uh, some months after Lil and I started dating, um, she brought round a series of uh, drawings that she had made, and so she was in one of the classes that I um, stood for. Oh my lord! I had never. Heard <laughs> and so this it was her. It was very funny because um, I swear she drew me with really much bigger thighs, and she goes, "I, I <laughs> drew, draw them as I saw them. I drew them as I saw them, or something like that." But we did these, you wow. know, I did these like these kind of quick ones where I would just uh, be in a posture for fifteen or thirty seconds, and then I have to draw something quickly. Then I'd move, and they draw, and then other obviously longer ones. But yeah, she had this quite large collections of of drawings of me, and so after we'd figured it out that I'd been this um, model for her in one of her classes. Wow, that is that is a meat cute of the ages, isn't, isn't it? it? And I think she, I think we still, she might still have one of those drawings or kept one or two of them, which I would put in the show notes. But, <laughs> but fuck is all. Right. Um, so yes, and and how, but how do you feel? I mean, other than the sort of strangeness of the king, like do you, do you because mm. you're not? I don't for a second think that you're any kind of royalist or or monarchist no. or however the word is, whatever the word. Is. I'm a confusarian. I think. I so so I was 
Yeah, so I've been thinking about this because my mum thinks I'm a Republican because I will say things that are quite quite critical of the royal family and the the privilege that has been bestowed upon them, their attitudes, the sheltering of Prince Andrew. Well, I was going to say it's hard to say bad things about Prince Andrew, but other than (laughs) There are just so many things that, that do not sit well with my ideology. But I also... I also recognise that... Oh, I don't know. It's, it's. Do you think the country's better off? Do you think the world is better off, or the country and the world is better off for having a monarchy, uh, for the UK being a monarchy? No, I don't... Oh, no, I don't think so. I, but I think the problem that I have is the alternatives don't <laughs> fill me with joy <laughs> either. Don't spark joy. Yeah, so I I kind of go. It's not that oh well, this is the best of a bad bunch. I think it's the that it's um it's a, an even playing field of of truly vile options. I just hmm. oh yeah, I was. I, did you see the um? Did you see the thing with Jeff Bezos this week? No, but I I think you I I think you pay a lot more attention to Jeff Bezos than I do. Um, it wasn't really Jeff Bezos that was the issue. It was. Um... Is it something to do with Rings of Power? Because I've been keeping an eye on that. <laughs> no, it was to do with um, an academic who was working um, at the Carnegie Mellon University. Mm-hmm. And the academic. Great name. Oh, hang about. I'm just having a quick look. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's called um, Uju Anya. And she's an associate professor of second language acquisition at Carnegie Mellon University. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a tweet on Thursday, may her pain be excruciating, in reference to Queen Elizabeth II. Wow! Um, at that point, ill health. That was what had been um, articulated. To which Jeff Bezos responded, this is someone supposedly making the world better. I don't think so. Wow. So then there's a back and forth that um, is unsurprisingly sparked about that, which is... Uh, I don't think you're in a position, Bezos, to be talking about making the world better when you are, you know, you you have people in such difficult work circumstances, and you are benefiting to the tune of billions. And I think that uh, there's um, also also there's... choosing Twitter to announce it as well. Like it's a, it's yeah. it's it's basically trolling, isn't it? Well, yeah, it uh, yeah I. Uh, I and this and here is my conflictedness. You know, I mean, I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree. It's trolling. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I I, I think she knew think that perhaps, she would get that reaction. Of course, of course, of course. And 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 you know, that's the thing about about making a political statement in that way. You want to get a reaction. You want to open up a dialogue, don't you? Well, not a dialogue. No, no, no. You're not well, opening up a dialogue. Okay, okay, yeah. no, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> no, you, you're you're right. You're right. You want. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I, think I, Charles won uh, dialogue. I mean, you know, just to be clear, I don't think I understand Twitter particularly well because no. I'm not on it. Well, and I haven't I, been I, on I, it since it got so. Yeah, yeah, same here. But I think I think that that exchange and all of the bits that sort of surround it mm. capture my conflicted place that I occupy, which is that 
this is a woman who stands for something that makes me feel very, very anxious, being defended by a man who stands for something that makes me feel very, very anxious. <laughs> being attacked by someone who probably you are more in alignment doing something with. That, but articulating in such a way that makes me feel very, very anxious. <laughs> so, You've had a hard so that I, one tweet's given you a very hard week, hasn't it? Well, I mean, I, I just, I, I was also thinking a bit about, I think it's Kierkegaard who talks about the path that we follow, being pulled in a direction and sort of being pulled towards the, the gravity of the mob. He doesn't write about it in quite this way. He, he's Kierkegaard. He does it in a much better way than that. But it, uh, somebody at work also said um, something interesting to me about the consent of grief. And him feeling that he needed to, he needed to consent to being in a grieving process. He didn't like being told that he was grieving oh. in the way that media outlets right now are saying, we are a country in mourning. And he said, am I? Am I a country in mourning? I don't feel like I am. I feel like I've got things to do. And, you know, and it's that complicated narrative of what I'm supposed to be feeling based upon the narratives that the media are giving me that this is solemn. And I, I've had Radio 4 on quite a lot, much more than I usually would have. And it has been wall-to-wall stories about the Queen. But that's, as but that, if. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's, that's planned, though. And, of course, that's, you know... Yeah, yeah. I know, but it's, it, there, there is no, there's no respite. There's no interruption. There's no bit that says five people died in a boating accident off the shores of New Zealand when they collided with a whale. I mean... That, for me, feels newsworthy. Five people lost their lives because a whale bumped into them. Yeah, terrible accident. A horrible accident. Horrifying. Yeah. yeah. And... Yeah, I, I mean, it does feel a little bit... I mean, the, the, I remember the slightly weird experience of being in the United States when 9-11 happened. And I just left New York. I was in, in Philadelphia. And um, I did... I mean, it's slightly different, but I had that slight feeling of feeling like I should feel the things the people around me were feeling, but not being able to feel those things, recognizing the enormity of it, but not, not um, you know, I didn't have a relationship to the dance scene in New York and the people of New York the way in which most of the people around me did, for example. And so I, I, um, I made one slip of the tongue which you will be um which you will be appalled at and that was um when this is when we were st we were we they got the entire i was at the university temple university and they got the entire sort of um department so the dance department there or whatever it was um together and the, and this was still when there was a plane in the air that hadn't they knew was missing this is the plane that ended up crashing in in pennsylvania yeah so the same state i was in so there was still a tremendous amount of uncertainty. And one of the lecturers said, oh, this will change everything. <laughs> what did I say? Oh, they said that when Kennedy was killed. <laughs> oh. oh, my uh, God. Simon, and, and Simon Kennedy Ellis. I know. Named, named for well, No, I was named after his brother. Yeah, exactly. You, I was going to say, I did say named for one yeah, of them. Exactly. You were named for Robert. I know. Exactly. For Bobby. For Bobby Kennedy. Exactly. And... Um, <laughs> Who was killed when I was when my mother was pregnant with me? Hence my middle name, and um, 
so yeah, that one didn't go down well, and so I um uh which why would it uh, <laughs> um and so I was uh, I kind of learned to bite my tongue, I guess, because I yeah I wasn't experiencing what they were experiencing as much as I felt the uncertainty and the um yeah the uncertainty of it, and so I don't I mean it's not quite the same, but I have a slight feeling of um because the culture is not mine and it's so clearly not mine even though because in the in New Zealand the queen you know as much as she she'd visited there a lot and um uh was very popular and it's it's so far off like Buckingham Palace and London and the UK is it, it it's it's slightly like a fantasy much more, it's much more fantastical than it can be here when you go past Buckingham Palace every day to work, for example, or something like that. I just want to think about that tweet by that person you mentioned. And so do you think that, because that would have happened regardless of her, you might say, the, like the project of colonization was going on and had been going on for a long time. But do, so do you, do you think, are you able to answer whether you think the world was, has, has been better for her place in it? I honestly don't think it's possible to say that about an individual. Mm. I mean, she's also not an individual in the sense of um, she's representing, you know. Yeah, but you're not asking me about about the monarchy in at large because I, you know, how do how do I how do how far back do I go? Mm. Do I go past the you know the Habsburgs? Do I go? Do I go? Do I go to the Tudors? Where 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 do I? where do I cut off the tail of what would have been better? Mm. Um, and it's, do, do I, do I go back to the time when there wasn't a single monarch, when there were multiple monarchs overseeing Albion? Where, you know, I, it's, it's so. The Danes, so, go back to the Danes, I reckon. It's just so complicated, isn't it? Mm. To, to know, would it be better or would it be worse? I, I have no idea. Did they do a, a horrifying things in their name? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Would some other form of government have done something as bad? Possibly. I think so. Is, you know, so I think, I think probably it's like, ah, you can just point at decisions made effectively by people. I don't suppose it matters how they got there. They're people and they are going to serve their own. No, there will be moments when they serve their own interests and there'll be moments when they serve the interests of a a greater populace and those will if we're lucky be evenly balanced Mm. and if we're unlucky they'll tip in one direction i think i think there's that isn't it that idea of um the sense that uh, and i can't remember where i've where i've happened across the idea uh but um of a benevolent dictator being effectively a much much uh better sort of system of organizing a populace or governing because you get consistency over time for one thing and the capacity to um for people to to grow with that person and for that for changes to be made which can be long-term changes that are which are which which our kind of democratic system or these various democratic systems don't afford that at all like there's no way that a government regardless of their stripes the colour of their jumpers um, is able to make the, the kind of long-term changes that need to be made. But I think the problem is if we look at 
what what makes somebody a benevolent dictatorship? I mean, if if we look at the dictatorship that you know Salazar's dictatorship in Portugal, wow that that was that was a shit show. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I, you know. But if you go back and read some of the stuff about Salazar at the beginning of his career, he didn't look like such a bad guy. Mm. He becomes a bad guy, no doubt about yeah, it. Clinging on, you know, he was he was he was coming in as a result of a, a, a problematic monarchy and a, all sorts of stuff that was you know that wasn't really working. And there is a sense that, yeah. So it's I don't have the answer, do I? Evidently, what a shocker. Theatre academic doesn't know how to change the world. Speaking of we, I um on Thursday, <laughs> I was gifted by a friend, an old old friend who lives in New Zealand. His wife and son were visiting the UK, and I'd arranged to meet with them. And they were going up to Birmingham, and um, we arranged to meet at a particular time, and then. Uh, before I got there, I had a message from my friend's wife, <clears throat> who's also my friend, I guess you could say now. And they've got a nine-year-old there. And uh, and I was going. They, we were meeting at a place called a place called Bear Grylls Adventure. Is that a place you've heard of? <laughs> no, but I know who Bear Grylls is, so I can imagine that you have to skin a rabbit just to get entrance. <laughs> Well, you go in. Anyway, so I walk. Before I got in, there's this massive structure outside, and I was looking at it going, oh my god. If I have to do that, I will. I will absolutely shit myself. It'll be like one of those installations um, that we talked about at the beginning <laughs> of the show. And um, <laughs> I will, as they say, literally shit myself. And um, it was. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then I hear the Simon, and there they are at the top of this thing. <laughs> and the nine-year-old's just like just churning through these sort of obstacles <laughs> hung together by this harness and anyway so i go in as you walk in there's these cabinets on the side with tarantulas in them and scorpions <laughs> and i'm thinking oh, God. anyway so i signed my waiver 